I think they're upset that they've kind of lost the last couple of years, not made it as far as maybe they wanted to. And so I think maybe when Dodgeball starts back up, Anarchy's going to be like on a whole nother level with their focus. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Bosch. And tonight, we are actually going to be talking about real dodgeball. For the first time since 2020, I believe, we're going to talk about real dodgeball. Two weeks ago, Kyle Roth hosted a tournament in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And tonight, I have with me Chris, captain of Clutch, Matt Levine, captain of Shred, and Joe Coella, member of Anarchy, captain of Anarchy. Old elder statesman of anarchy all of the above yeah how are you guys doing doing all right man i'm excited to talk dodgeball excited to be able to play again too how are you feeling after playing dodgeball were you sore you get some muscles you didn't remember how to use yeah um definitely uh my lower back from all the the turning when you're you know throwing that torque and mm-hmm. then my forearms just from holding the ball all the time as a corner it's just that's it. the grip strength is gone yeah Matt, what about you? Exact same thing on the grip strength. Uh, that, was, that was the biggest thing I noticed from this tournament. Um, yeah, pretty much about the same soreness as I was expecting. But, yeah, grip strength was – got to build that back up again. Joe, what about you? How did you feel? I mean, I felt good. I mean, it was – we had a rough we had a rough morning. So, by the time we got to the gym and stretched out, I didn't really have time to, uh, you know, get any jitters. And we kind of just fell right into game one. And, of course, we have had to play – um, some tough competition in the first round of round robin. So it was, uh, it was quite uh, eye-opening. But, uh, you know, after I got back from um, Lancaster in San Diego, um, I was sore for a couple days. Uh, some, some places I didn't think I was going to be sore. So um, definitely uh, used a lot of muscles that, uh, um, that I wasn't used to uh, in this past uh, year and a half. And have you gotten to play at all? Any dodgeball at all in the last year? Um, No. Yeah. California has been really strict. So our normal Sunday gym that we, um, that we rent out is um, has been closed since uh, last March. Um, Mm -hmm. Me, Jim and Tim, uh, we usually uh, sometimes we'll get together once a month and just go up to Tim's house and throw uh, the ball around. But other than that, that's, that's about it. Matt, have you gotten to play it all down in Florida? I know you played that one little beach tournament at one point. I don't know if you've done anything. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the extent of it. I It had been over a year since I even picked up 8.5 until this day. Uh, no sting, I had just kind of thrown at the wall a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it was it was like in it was 8.25, I think, foam on a on like a sand court. But that's that's really about it. Chris, have you gotten – you came to – did you come to one of – you came to one of Kyle's other tournaments, right? Yeah, I came to a tournament, I think – maybe um in march i played with anarchy like a month uh, ago right yeah that was that was the first time i played in a while i've just been um trying to lift and i throw against the wall sometimes um but that's really the first time i've played against actual people throwing back at me for a long time yeah and then to fact and then the other factor was it was on turf which was you know so different for a lot of us we don't play in turf very often uh there's not really the footing that people are used to there's a lot of sliding I feel like there was only one person. I think Jeff was the only person who brought cleats. Probably the only smart person <laughs> in the gym, in the whole place. How did you guys feel COVID wise, safety wise? Uh, the one thing I felt that was nice about the place was it was just giant. It felt really open, breezy. 
Like it wasn't like being in a gym where you sort of feel like the roof is right on top of you. I thought that was the one thing that was really nice about that place. How did you guys feel? Yeah, good amount of space. Um, yeah, I mean, you didn't feel like uh, cramped in or clustered or anything like that. So you had the opportunity to, um, you know, kind of space yourself, distance yourself from people. Uh, I mean, I, not everyone was wearing a mask the entire time, obviously, like, you know, during during actual play, but kind of on the sidelines, some people would put them back on and everything. Um, I was trying to wash my hands as much as I possibly could between games and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, it, it's having such a big facility definitely helped. Chris, how did you feel? Oh, pretty good. Um my teammates and I, I uh, think all of us, well, me, Jeremy, and Brian are all fully vaccinated and um, two weeks removed. And then, um, you know, everybody, I think Jordan and Vernon both wore masks. They weren't vaccinated and they wore masks the entire time. And we, we all try to keep, you know, a good distance from each other besides when we were on the court. I think Jordan's actually vaccinated as well. Oh, okay. Just he just from, from talking about it as well. Yeah. Okay. Just an just a extra precaution, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Joe, what did you, how did you feel safety wise? Personally, I felt great because I was, I didn't, I personally didn't go to that first tournament in April because I wasn't fully vaccinated yet, but uh, I was for this, uh, this tournament that we're talking about today. So I didn't have any fear myself, but Mm -hmm. I was definitely conscious of just the other people around me knowing that maybe they're not, uh, they're not vaccinated or they don't choose not to. Uh, So I was just trying to be precautious, you know, but um, Used a lot of uh, hand sanitizer. Uh, you know, the, the gym that we were in was, is, I mean, I would say probably what, maybe 30 or 40 feet high uh, ceilings. And we were the only group in there. So uh, it, felt, it felt safe, but you never know what you can't see. Uh, you know, you can't really see what's, what's going on with the virus. So Yeah, I would agree. It's such a hard thing to know right now, but I would say in terms of space, it was as good a space we possibly could have to play and it was just nice to sort of get back out there and see everybody and for sure yep definitely and be around all these people that you know we've gotten so used to being around all the time so that was really nice for me at least personally how did you guys feel dodgeball wise did you feel super rusty did you guys feel you started to pick it back up um i guess i'd like to start non-dodgeball wise kind of i just wanted to say it was crazy to realize that i hadn't seen all of you guys um probably in like over a year like it didn't feel like it because we all kind of just picked up on old conversations and stuff but uh, it was definitely nice to to see you guys and come to that realization but dodgeball wise um I kind of took it easy in round robin like going into it I didn't want to like overkill and then like be dead for the uh playoffs so because I knew I'm out of shape I know I'm out of shape I know all my teammates are out of shape so I didn't want any of us to overdo it going in so I think that's how we kind of approached it was like, let's ease into this, <laughs> not have any injuries, get our footing on the turf. Because um, the first throw that I actually tried to throw hard on, my foot slid from underneath of me. And it was like, okay, that could have been really bad. And the same thing for Brian Baker on my team. Uh, he has a really large stride when he winds up and the whole day he couldn't really find his footing. So I think all of us were taking it easy on that aspect of uh, not wanting to like pull a hamstring or you know, hurt your groin or hip or anything just from overextending on the turf. Yeah, I was happy to see that no one seemed to really get injured. You know, that was probably the biggest fear for everyone coming back. It's, you know, instantly you come back out, you think you can play right back into the way you've been playing, before, you know, two years ago, and you suddenly, you know, pull a hamstring, you know, injure a ligament in your knee or an elbow. But it seemed like for the most part, nobody hurt themselves during the, during the day. I know that Dylan Cruz was already hurt coming into the tournament, uh, but he didn't seem to heard it more than he had. Matt, how did you feel? Um, yeah, nothing. 
I there was like one one of the series I ended up twisting my ankle like on a throw. Just I don't know if it was because of turf or just not used to throwing in a while. Uh, I'd probably attribute it more to turf than anything. But other than that, uh, throw I don't know like throw speed. I definitely it'll be nice to be able to like work back in 8.5 again. Like no sting. I didn't feel like there was any drop off, but 8.5 it felt a little different, and uh, that was probably the biggest adjustment to make. I agree with you, Chris. I think one of the nicest things about this tournament was like it did sort of feel like everyone just sort of jumped back, right back into conversations we had had like a year and a half ago. There was like no uncomfortability. And it was just like, I think it's one of the nice things about dodgeball is like everyone is so similar minded in terms of dodgeball that everyone can just sort of just jump into conversations and, and continue things and joke around and goof, or, goof on each other. And that's, it's a really nice part of dodgeball. Yeah. That was probably, I mean, one of my favorite things when I first walked in is just, I, I probably said hi to about a dozen, dozen different people, at least just like walking right in and just, you haven't seen anyone in over a year now. And it was just, it was just awesome to see people after such a long time away. I'd say I, I felt like I did the same thing. I went in and I tried to uh, go say what's up to a few people that I hadn't seen in a while. And um, yeah, it was definitely good to see that. Joey, how did you, uh, you know, you haven't seen any of your teammates in what a year and a half, you know, you're living on the other side of the coast. How did you feel yeah, like jumping yeah. right back in with everybody? I mean, it, it felt good. It felt a little weird because, you know, we were playing with uh, we kind of have some new positions this year and we are only playing with uh, six of our uh, seven uh, teammates. So, um, you know, but we had we had talked a lot in our group, our group message about, you know, what what we want to accomplish this year and, and uh, set some goals and, and stuff like that. So I think everyone was just really excited to finally get together uh, as a team and um and uh, go out there and, and play and compete and try to uh, accomplish some of the goals that we had set for uh, for this tournament and uh, some of our, our long-term uh, goals. But, um, you know, I had been working out for like probably the last six or seven months uh, doing a lot of conditioning. Um, so I was physically, I felt like I was in great shape. Um, the turf got me a few times, I would say, uh, you know, just shuffling left to right. You don't sometimes don't realize how, um, little you move off the ground when you shuffle left to right on a basketball court and so the uh the grass or the turf kept clipping the uh, side of my shoe a few times so i kind of fell down uh, mm -hmm. so that that took a little bit of getting used to but um other than that my arm felt great um uh, i think uh <laughs> we got off to a rocky start but i think uh moving after that uh, we we kind of refocused and uh and did what we wanted to do uh in this tournament so it was a good start for us, I would say, uh, as a team. Well, I feel like that sort of recaps sort of like how everyone sort of felt, but why don't we move into the actual tournament? So, Joe, you keep sort of hinting at it. You guys, you and Shred, who were the, I would say, you know, most people's favorites coming into the, the tournament, ended up playing each other first match of the day. Uh, <laughs> Shred, you, Shred ended up winning that 2-1, or two, was it a 2-0 win? Yeah, it was 2-0 it was Shred. Did you guys sort of feel like you just hadn't got your feet under you for that first match? Yeah, I don't think we we're really prepared or I don't think we were really kind of set in the mindset of, you know, um, I think we were trying to do everything all at once. And I think that really screwed us up. And so, um, yeah, it was I mean, they, they pretty much uh, cleaned us up pretty quick um, in that uh, in uh, round one of uh, round robin. Matt, how did you guys feel with that matchup? Kind of the same thing. I don't think we were quite, we probably should have gotten there a little earlier um, to at least warm up, stretch and everything. But I mean, yeah, it was 
I would say the first game was a lot closer than the second game. We had uh, first game I think it came down as like Brandon Kelly versus uh, Sean McMahon in a one-on-one towards the end. And then game two, it's, I think we probably had five guys left on the floor by the time we won that, but it was, I mean, either way, that's, that's probably, I kind of figured we would be the first game because that's how usually, I don't think it was on a, I don't think it was an accident. Uh, Then both you guys, neither of you guys lost another match the rest of the day. I think Joe, you guys ended up nine and one and shred or whatever, eight and one and shred, you ended up nine and oh. Yeah. Right. And then the- did you guys did you guys lose any individual games, uh, Matt? Uh, we lost one. I think we lost one game to Bulls. I think. Yeah, I think I remember hearing all the cheers when that when that game was won. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought they actually won the match. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long series. I mean, that went all three games and every game just there were a lot of catch in that series. So Bulls ended up being the third seed. Clutch ended up being the four seed. Goat was the five seed. Uh, the six seed Joe was precision. precision. Yep. Mm-hmm. Seven was illusion. Uh, oh. No, seven was Ohio Legacy, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, I think seven was a legacy. Eight was illusion. Nine was taken, and ten was uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. Okay. And so, in terms of a ten-team bracket, the ten, nine, eight, and seven all played around before everyone else and doomsday and uh, I think Ohio legacy both lost in the first round and illusion and taken moved on to the second round or into the knockout stage. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so clutch and goat played first anarchy. You guys played illusion first and shred you played uh taken taken yeah so why don't we start at the top matt how do how was your matchup against taken or against against taken right yeah yes taken we came out a little i don't know we we didn't come out like on fire uh as soon as like elimination started i know for us there was i don't know who taken was kind of a mix i know like they had a mirror on the team um i think the rest of the guys were from i was a long island bullets i think they were they, they, they're more familiar with like with trampoline, uh, the UDC scene. Um, one of the guys on that team, he caught me, or I'm sorry, he caught Kyle first, then Quan, then me, like all in the same game. And then we still ended yeah. up winning that game. That was Herbert's <laughs> brother. I think that was the first time he had was played 8.5. Okay. Yeah. It might be, I don't know. Like we, I mean, to be fair, like, yeah, I mean, not to like take anything away from him. We put in the perfect spot. It was right, right in the center every, every single time. Uh, so I mean, I'll give him, give him credit for making the plays. We, we still, you know, we were able to weather that storm though. We just, I think we just came out slow in elimination and that, that was kind of the case in really almost every series for whatever reason. Um, I'm not really going to put it on rest or anything. Cause I don't think we got cold. It just, I don't think we just, we just didn't have the fire, uh, right away. And then Anarchy, you guys played. Yeah, we played, um, illusion in the, uh, in our first round. How did that go? Um, uh, it went well. It went, um, we, we won the first three games. So we went three Oh. Um, against illusion um, I mean honestly that was probably the uh, the start of uh, it was it was a great start to the elimination bracket because sometimes you know going through a round robin you take that break and you go into elimination and, and sometimes you may lose that focus or that that mindset and uh, fortunately for us we we um, were able to keep that through round robin so when we played illusion um, we, we eliminated them pretty quickly 
Yeah, they were playing. I think they were only playing with five people, and Sam was their fifth player, and she was bouncing between playing in the women's side bracket and the men's bracket. Um, so they were already, you know, only playing with five people. So it was a lot of uh, people sort of targeting on a Joe, I feel like, getting him out early and then sort of whittling the teams down, which is often what happens, I feel like, with Illusion. There's, you know, a lot of targets try to get Joe's big arm out and then sort of whittle the team down. And against you guys, it probably wasn't very close to start anyways. Yeah, Joe kept trying to pick on me for some reason. Not really sure why. It's just Joe saying. He wants he wants to be the only good Joe. <laughs> Bulls was a three seed and they beat Precision. I think they beat them two one. Or these sorry, were best Bull- of, these were best of five. Oh, sorry. I mean Amanda went three to one. I feel like Bulls is that team that uh I think I said it every podcast we've talked about this. They're the team that's gonna improve that has improved the most. They have practiced tons this whole this whole COVID. They like are definitely the most gelled team. They brought in a new player who's new to everybody. This kid Zach, who's pretty talented, and they definitely know exactly who they are and how they want to play. Um, I don't feel like they ever sort of get uh, taken out of the way they want to play. They never get sped up. Um, so I, I'm really impressed with them every time we watch them. Um, and then Chris, you guys. You beat. Uh, we played you guys in the first round. You crushed us. You basically crushed us alone. You sniped like six guys in a row. I kept yelling at every person on my team, just being like, "What are you doing? Letting Chris just snipe you on every throw?" But it didn't seem to make a difference how much I said it to them. Did you feel like any different? Did you just feel free willing, just able to snipe us that match? Yeah, I was kind of just going up. My teammates would throw heavy fakes, and I, I basically just kept telling them, "I'm throwing." Um, because I, I didn't go too hard in round robin. I wanted to make sure I preserved myself and that um, I kind of had to learn our team first because we had four new players. And so mm-hmm. I round robin, I kind of was going, I was holding back a little bit and kind of letting everybody else play to see how everyone kind of played together, where people naturally went to. And then before playoffs, I kind of made some adjustments on lineups. And then I told them, you know, how I want us to play kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. going into bracket play and then um, I was just feeling really warm going into it and I just was hitting my shots so I was like I'm just going to keep going until someone blocks it or till someone hits me out kind of and they count, they went with it they said they all felt fueled by that and everyone felt like when I started playing like that level they all just felt like it was so much easier for them to play free they just everyone felt more free to make plays and play off of me kind of well as the person on the other side of the court it was clear that we weren't going to hit you at all so you definitely had free wheel to just snipe us all day. Um, it was quite frustrating, to be honest. But I'm not surprised you're a really good player. I wasn't surprised to see you be able to do it, but it still was annoying. Um, so then you guys, you you two played Shred versus Clutch to go to winner's final. And Anarchy played um, Bulls. So why yeah. don't you guys... So how did Shred? How did your matchup against Clutch go in that semifinals matchup? The uh, the first one went a lot quicker than the than the second, I guess. In this, because we, we ended up meeting later on, like foreshadowing. But uh, <laughs> uh, it was, I think, I thought it was a three zero, 
probably if I remember three zero. It probably was three zero. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just I, I don't. It's, I I hate that I can't remember this like exact match right now because I know we played two other times. I remember a lot of plays from the other ones, but not not this one for whatever reason. I think this game was kind of like just so quick. Like we just were out gunned out everything, and a couple bounces didn't even go our way. So it was just like. Mm-hmm. Everything that could happen against us kind of did. So it just felt like a almost like a wasted game for us. It was like, okay, well, we need to get that one out of our system. Shred came, executed, we didn't, and everything that could have went wrong for us did go wrong. So it's <laughs> kind of how we say, felt. We were like, would, next game. I would say as an outsider watching the game, you guys are such a catching team. I mean, you're a good throwing team. You have great arms as well. But you guys are such a good catching team. And I feel like when you're catching, it hypes your whole team up. And I don't think you guys made a catch in that matchup. And I feel like if you're not catching, you guys aren't winning. That's just like sort of like how what I equate clutch with. Like if you guys catch, you got a really good chance of winning. And if you don't catch, you guys don't win. And like, I don't think they made a ca- I don't think you guys made a catch that matchup. And that's probably why it went really quick. Um, I don't know. Do you feel that? Do you feel that same way as well, Chris? Or yeah, I mean, that's this very simplified version. I agree. Um, there's some other things that kind of happen sometimes, but I think with this team, we didn't have the catching that we normally do. So we didn't, we couldn't play like how normal clutch would play. It wasn't as much of a catching team. But um, yeah, you're right about us not making a single catch probably. And that's probably why that game went 3 0 really fast. And we were just kind of like, all right, let's refocus, figure out what we need to do, and play our next match against whoever we get matched up against. And then, Joe, how did your guys' matchup go against Bulls? Um, so this uh, – the matchup against the Bulls, it was, uh, it was about a 10-minute match, and we we beat them 3-0. And, um, but a lot of the, the – right at the beginning of all three of these games, it looks like, um, you know, we either had a catch or um, – I mean, let me tell you, Armando was was uh, was on fire this this uh, tournament. He, he had one of the best uh, uh, kill ratios on our team. Um, but it just seemed like it always put us at an advantage at the beginning of every single game. And, um, you know, we, we breezed through that. There was a couple calls that were questionable that we're not really sure, you know, of course, you know, those, those once in a, a million chances when something happens, uh, it happens in, in the tournament. So, uh, and that occurred in, in one of the plays, I think it was in game two. Um, but I think we got the call right at the end of the day. Um, but either way, there were a lot of crazy catches in this, uh, in that match. Um, but uh, fortunately, uh, Anarchy came out on top 3-0. Yeah, I don't I, – I feel like that – I mean, I said it a second ago, but I feel like that team Bulls, they just play their style no matter what. In, you know, even against you guys, it's just – it's always going to be a slow, deliberate game. They have a real similar feel to, to uh, Arkham, I feel like almost. Arkham is much more deliberate than they are, but it's really slow. They're really good at catching – um will is like up to his catching game by like he's a really good catcher before and i know that chris you've probably played him more than anybody and i think he has like something like a hundred double catches or something like that but yeah, he, he he's at like oh, i think he's at like 10 i'm probably at like five or six every time i get close to him he gets like three more magically but he just sits over there in that corner he makes he makes catches all the time and uh he's a real hard player to play against Honestly, his catching's improved 
like a good amount, but like I'd say his throwing has improved way more than his catching has, which is what's so, making him more into a compete a complete player. Mm-hmm, He's able to he hits any spot he wants to now. Like his throw isn't fast, but it's hard, I'd say. Now it has some force behind it and it's very accurate. So the amount of speed doesn't really matter when he's hitting the exact spot he wants with a decent amount of force, which is all he, he cares about. And he's so good at the uh the 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 throw and then drop and catch that makes him so hard to counter because then he gets that single ball, he's most likely gonna catch that ball. So he's really hard to play against. Um so that brings us to the winner's semis. Um and that was Anarchy Shred again for the second time in the day. Joe, how did you guys feel going into that matchup? Did you guys feel like you guys were going to change anything up? Did you guys feel like you learned stuff from the first time? Or Yeah, you know, I don't think necessarily we um, changed anything up for this match. I just know that personally, uh, each individual team member was probably a little more focused because of what had happened in uh, round uh, one of round robin, we just weren't satisfied the way we played. So I think everyone had like a, uh, a little chip on their shoulder to, to do better than, than we did the first time in, in round robin. Um, but again, this was an exciting match. It, it went back and forth. Um, <clears throat> you know, there were some, there were some good catches and some good uh, team throws from, from both sides. Um, and uh, of course it was uh there was another one of these plays, I think, at the beginning of uh, the game, the first game that we played. Yeah. Um, I think Armando had got hit. I'm watching it now. And the ball goes up, and then there's just chaos in the corner. <laughs> and uh, luckily, me and uh, Mikey both have our, our pro pros at our, our inline. So um, I almost stepped out of bounds, almost lost it. Um, but, um, you know, there was, there was a lot of action going on in game one. Um, Game two uh, started off well. I think uh, we had a couple. We had a, a weird catch and then a, re- a weird transition where Armando hit um, Matt, and then uh, I think it was the other corner. Uh, I forget his name. He's from uh, KTC. Quan. Who was it? Quan. Uh, Quan. Yeah. So so Quan ended up uh, throwing it uh, at Armando, and so I threw it at Quan, and, and I hit Quan, and it deflected and, and hit uh, Sanders like right in his knee when he was on the ground. So it was just a, a, a lucky coincidence, but there was like a, in a catch all happened in the same transaction of plays. So it was a huge swing in game two where Anarchy picked up a player and, uh, and um, shred, I think lost three or four players at once. Yeah. Matt, how did you guys feel in that game? Yeah, I mean, we we're not going to take anyone lightly ever. We didn't, we weren't like, oh yeah, we're going to run right through them or anything. We didn't have that attitude going in. We just we wanted to try to keep focus and everything. I, uh, I mean, yeah, I will. They overall they ended up outplaying us in this match. Um, obviously, yeah, there were a couple, I guess, like unfortunate plays. Like I think, like Joe mentioned, uh, I remember it was like I think it was our first throw game one. Jeff threw it hit Armando and. I remember I was under the impression that it also hit, I thought it hit like two people. So I threw my ball, Quan threw his, like while, just while the ball was in midair, uh, Jeff, yeah. I think, I think Sander also threw his. So in that, in that uh, transition, uh, it made it, I think we still had all six guys on our side at least, but since everyone, everyone just wanted to make sure that ball wasn't caught. And I think we all just kind of made the right play, but it's, it's the wrong play because everyone threw their ball in that case. So we ended up surrendering, uh, surrendering all six balls. So then I think they, I'm pretty sure they double team, double or tripled, whatever, both corners. Um, I don't remember what happened exactly. And then uh, kind of got numbers down and everything from there. 
Um, you know, so that was the first game. Uh, second game as well, I remember, I think, pretty sure I threw a catch and I'm kind of swinging that game earlier on. I remember like surviving a double team and then uh, Billy got me on like a drop catch, like in just kind of in transition. I think that's when, uh, that's when Joe, Joe said he hit Quan and Armando also ended up getting hit. There's kind of chaos right there. Um, game three, I would say game three was probably the longest one. Uh, there weren't really any, any like crazy plays necessarily. Um, that was probably the most, like most methodical one you would say. Um, but, but yeah, for the most, for the most part, I mean, it was, it was still pretty competitive. We just, you know, they, they made more plays than us. We made more mistakes. Um, we just didn't capitalize. Whereas they, you know, Anarchy was able to capitalize on their opportunities. They were hitting their shots. Um, I don't remember if we actually made any catches that series. I don't think we did. Um, I know they, Anarchy probably had, I know Casey got one in game three late. And then I know Billy had one. So I think that maybe like two or three for them. So they won the catch battle as well. How did you feel with the different lineup that Anarchy is going to be running out with, with Billy now in front of you, opposed to being in the middle? Did you feel like that made it harder for you to take them out? Do you feel like that changed sort of the way you guys wanted to play them? Um, I, I never really, I'm not, I'm never really backing down from anyone. So I don't really, I don't really care who's in front of me necessarily. Um, it, obviously it is like, you know, he's, I guess his, his throw path towards me, I guess, in a way. So just, just from my perspective, um, throwing out of the middle versus throwing straight on from someone obviously is going to be a little different. Um, I won the corner matchup in round Robin. And then you could say he won the corner matchup in elimination. So like, I guess in that, just that one-on-one matchup, um, that's kind of how that went, but I don't think we really played really any differently. I guess we never really played them. We didn't, we didn't get to play anarchy too much, uh, two years ago in the last elite season, we just kind of never matched up. We we're always on different sides of the bracket, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we obviously we're not going to take them lightly or anything. And how did you guys feel moving Jeff out of the corner from normal to Quan moving to the corner? How did that? How did you guys feel with that that uh, setup? Um, I think I I felt pretty confident in it. Um, we always I think what we used to do I used to I used to rotate over to the left side of the court to go. So I would just play across from Mikey to try to not uh, try to neutralize him there. But I think Quan at least you know as far as throw power goes, I think Quan's able to kind of. Uh, you know, not necessarily neutralize or anything, but he's, I think Quan matches up very well, really with whoever's in front of him. So I, you know, I was, I still felt, uh, felt very confident in everything with, uh, with having him on that side of the court. And how did Jeff feel moving off corner? Did he feel comfortable being in the middle? Um, after the tournament, he said he was a lot less sore, I guess, because obviously, you know, being a corner, you're statistically, I would say you probably throw more. Um, you know, a lot of times you're going to be throwing out of the middle, but most of the time you're going to have a ball. And, um, and, you know, your job is to, you know, your job is to, to block, to try to protect your other teammates, try to get people to throw at you instead of, instead of people that don't have balls, stuff like that. Um, so, you know, he, he kind of liked it in that aspect. I'm sure it may have been different, but I know he was, I don't think he was playing corner in any of these other tournaments, these like these monthly ones uh, that they've been having in Pennsylvania. So I, I, I would imagine he's probably, he's probably used to it by now, especially, you know, once, uh, you know, the team USA stuff as well, he was playing middle there. So he wasn't in the corner. So um, I, I feel like he's kind of more accustomed to it. So that puts Anarchy in the winner fi- or in finals. And uh, Clutch, you went down to losers. Who did you play in your first matchup in losers? We played Legacy in our first matchup in losers. How did that go? I'm pretty sure we 3 0 them. It kind of was like, it felt like a continuation of the GOAT game. I kind of just was picking everyone off. Anytime mm-hmm. they throw, I'd counter. If they tried to put two on me, I'd either catch it or dodge. And I wasn't 
Like, I don't know, in the GOAT game and the Legacy game, I'm not sure if I got out. I don't remember getting out. Maybe I got out once, but I was able to stay alive and make catches when I needed to if they did put two on me. So I got you out in one of the games. Okay, then I you but got me it. out. Okay. Um, it didn't really matter because I think someone caught you back in, like, literally a, a two plays later. Yeah, so it no. Was, it was irrelevant. We, I guess against Legacy, the first time we played them, I, I really just wanted to see what they had. So we, when they beat us 2-0 in round robin. But when it was time for the playoffs, I think with our adjustments – I kind of knew what to expect from them, and I knew they were able to catch because a lot of those North teams are really good catchers. Um, so we kind of tried to, I guess, speed up the pace a little bit. We made them uncomfortable approaching the line. If they did wind up and throw, we were countering them out. And when they were on the back line, I kind of was just, like I said, I was just picking them off because a lot of times they were looking straight, and I would just hit them with, like, a crosshair or something. Um, so I think we just overwhelmed them with our aggressiveness sort of. And so did you end up playing anyone else before you played Shred again? Or what yeah. was your next matchup against Shred? So um, we I remember watching the Bulls versus Taken game. And so the winner of that game would have been who we played against next. And so um, I remember it being a really close game and going back and forth. And somehow, like surprisingly, because I expected fully to be playing against Bulls, I'm watching the game and I see um, it was like a, a close game down to the wire. And then I saw taken jumping up and down so apparently they had taken down bulls and so if anybody was watching that game i guess you can give a breakdown but i only caught like the end of it um but taken somehow did take down bulls which was a, the biggest surprise of the day for me uh, i think that was one of those matchups where again uh herbert's brother which you know i'm sorry i don't remember your name but i think he got real hot against shred and he continued being hot like the rest of the day like he just kept catching people um and then you had Herbert, who's got a big, nice big arm, and uh, and there was one other player they were playing with. Oh, uh, and Rand- Amir, Amir was playing pretty well, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and they had um, well. Randy. Yeah, Randy was. I remember Randy making a couple of plays. He's he was pretty hard for them, the other team to hit, and uh, his throws getting better every time I see him play. So I think those guys, the combination of those guys, really gave uh, Bulls a, a difficult matchup. Um, I need to learn the bullets' names because I do I do want to give some props to them. I think the guys from the Bullets, I saw them at the last tournament, and I think from that one to this one, they improved tremendously. They were making smarter plays. Their throws looked a little bit more natural. I think they're adjusting to 8.5. And the guy who wears the bandana, I wish I remembered his name. He, he, he was making some good blocks and catches. And then how did your matchup go against Taken? So against Taken, I think we won that one 2-0. Um, I mean, it was we kind of knew how to play against them going into it. They they did play well, um, but I do think you know the guys on clutch mode were making catches by that point. So you know, uh, Jeremy, my brother, Sean, um, Jordan, and Vernon were making really good catches too by that point, and that kind of was a good thing for us because um, you know I wasn't sure what they were going to give us when I picked them up. I know they're both solid players, but I didn't know exactly what to expect or how they play playing on a, on a different team and Jordan coming off of surgery. But, um, you know, they were making smart throws. They were um, not putting them in catchable areas. So if it missed, it just missed um, low. But if it hit, it was hitting people in the feet, in the ankles, things like that. And then um, if they ever did get down to like a 1v2 or last man in situation, I remember about two or three points um, – we'd be down one, two, and someone will make a catch and bring another player in and we turn it around. So I think as a team, we all were making like 
really clutch plays at the end and, and playing smart when it got down to like three V twos and we would, we'd be down two to three. Um, we'd make the comeback like every time in the playoffs. We were just trying to play as smart of dodgeball as possible. And so this is the first tournament you brought your brother to play with clutch, right? I know you brought him, I know he's come out to some other tournaments, but this is the first one he's played with clutch, right? Um, he play? He's played with clutch before, but that was like two, two years ago now is when we were playing at, um, um, Amir's place in Jersey. Abdul's, right? yeah, Abdul's yeah, place Abdul, in Abdul's Jersey. Place, yeah. He was probably 13 or 14 in those, and those were foam. But this was his first time playing 8.5 with um, Clutch. How did so, he feel? Uh, in the round, Robin, I mean, it was, it was, he was bad. Um, he just <laughs> wasn't confident to make plays that he know, that I know he can make. So he, he's still learning the game a little bit and the competitive level. So approaching the line and everything, uh, the fakes were throwing him off a lot. And then um, he hasn't played in a year or so. He wasn't making catches like he normally does. But I think by playoffs, he caught out Kyle Sander. He caught out Quan. Um, I know at the last tournament he came to, he caught out Spencer. He caught out Drew Giovinco. So I think once he gets warmed up and he's not intimidated by adults anymore because he's, he's 15, uh, once he realizes, oh, I can do everything that he can, like that's when he starts to become more aggressive and hunting catches and making plays. I saw you posted a nice little series of his today. Or was that yesterday on Facebook? Yeah, uh, for no sting. In the playoffs, we put him at corner because he had a lot of energy. And a lot of us were, you know, old and feeling like dead in our bodies. And he started just playing dodgeball, man. He was just having fun. And by that point, he's fully confident in his skills because of the whole day and everything. Um, so he did make a couple of really cool plays. I wanted to kind of shout him out on Facebook and stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. So... Shred, you guys went down to losers. Did you play anyone before you played clutch or you lost in losers and then you played clutch? We must have played them next because, yeah, because I thought I was under the impression I thought we'd play Bulls again, but I might be, I might be like blending series together because if, if clutch, um, I'm sorry, because they didn't even play them again because if they would have lost the take. So, uh, so yeah, that must have been our next, uh, our next series. So, how did that series go? I think uh, that's probably the, no offense, Chris, but probably the, the one that surprised a lot of people that you guys took them out in that matchup, just sort of everyone's expectation to see probably shred an anarchy again. How did you feel going into playing them the third time, Chris? Did you feel like you guys changed stuff up or you just played better in that third matchup? We made some changes. Um, we keyed in on a certain player and um, we made life pretty hard for that person to play freely. Um, and I think uh, we just kind of, felt that if we neutralized someone that we could take care of the rest of them. Um, and then we did have to make plays when the opportunities came, you know, I think Sean caught out Kyle Stander. I caught out Quan twice, even when him and Dylan were thrown at me. Um, and so, I mean, I made the play when it was there. I wasn't trying to force a catch on him, but I mean, he threw at me, so I had to do something. Um, but yeah, I think keying in on a certain player or a certain couple players kind of helped our chances. And we were able to get those players out pretty early when the opportunity arose. Um, we were really looking for that. Um, a couple of guys, we gave them the role of just looking for the opportunity to take advantage of that. And they did it perfectly. And the rest of the game felt easier. I mean, it wasn't an easy game, but um, when we executed what I thought we should, um, the results worked in our favor that sounds like some smart analysis on your guys part i just don't want to uh, give away too much i mean honestly no, I got but, you. okay matt how did you feel 
Yeah, they were. That's. I mean, no, Chris is. He's right. They made. They made a lot of uh, like very timely plays. You would say, like when you know when they needed it most. You know, clutch stepped up to the plate. They made. They made the play that you know could swing the game and everything. I know we went down. Uh, they took the first game. I I like. I know I personally had no impact at all in the very first game. I think it was the first throw. I got like a finger block, so I was out on that. And then they just kind of like whittled us down. I can't remember if the Kyle catch was in the first game or if it was towards towards the end of the series. Um, but I, I know they definitely beat us, you know, as far as number of catches, um, they're kind of, I don't know, from my perspective, at least kind of looking back on it, I know it just, it kind of seemed like just our, our energy, our energy, our hype, our, our attitude, I guess it just, it just didn't seem like even just, just seeing it on video. Um, we weren't, we weren't quite there, um, for whatever reason, not, not to take anything away from them at all, but, um, but yeah, we just, I don't know. I just, just kind of look, I just looking back on it, it seemed like we were a little sluggish or just weren't executing. And um, you know, playing how we're used to, and I would probably say in in 8.5, we probably had two bad matches um, the entire day, and that you know those in the in elimination is when we uh, you know they just weren't the right time. It was those two. I'd say the um, advantage that we had going in, um, which became a disadvantage for the next game against Anarchy, is that we played um, three. We played back to back to back, so we played Legacy. No, we. I think we yeah we played legacy then we played taken and then we played um shred and those we didn't have a break we i ran back got like a drink of water and ran back over and played another game and so um we were warm i'd say shred probably wasn't warm and so that did also help in our favor um so i will say that we did have an advantage there and i can agree with them not having energy like i expected them to you feel like you guys were tired when it came to playing anarchy then on the fourth Four straight matchup. It's interesting how like it didn't matter, same. but it I can yeah we were tired, but it didn't matter. Anarchy was the better team, and Anarchy executed their game. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't. I mean, we could talk about that later, but I don't think it would have mattered whether we were fresh, warm, or tired. Do you guys want to add anything more to the matchup that you guys had against each other in that semi or the losers final? I, I just wanted to guess, talk about. I just wanted to give like a shout out to um, Jordan and Vernon and Chip and um, Sean for coming out and kind of focusing up when I needed us to. And I, I kind of had a moment on the side right before round Robin where, um, or right before playoffs where everyone's kind of joking around and laughing and my brother was, you know, making jokes. And I had to kind of not yell at him, but I had to go off a little bit and just say, you know, this is the time where we start playing for real, like no more games, it's not funny. We need to focus on what we need to do to win these games and we need to execute when the time comes. And um, everyone kind of, you know, straightened up and, when it was time to play, everybody was kind of in that zone, like, all right, we got to make our plays and win these games. Um, so I appreciate them buying into the game plan and um, doing whatever I asked or even being able to um, give feedback on the game plan because I'd ask them, you know, do we think this is the right way to move forward? Do we think this is working? Are you guys comfortable here? And they were giving good feedback on that, and they were kind of willing to do whatever I asked them, and I appreciate that. I think it ended up working out in the end. Yeah, I thought – from watching you guys play, I thought Vernon played really well over and the games we were playing. He was playing right corner for you guys, which I think mm-hmm. allowed Alex or uh, the Baker brother to move off corner where I think he's a little more effective. Very also. true. Yeah, Brian, um, we had – it was kind of an experiment at the beginning to put him at corner, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't think it was going great, um, but I wanted him to get that experience, and he didn't think it was going great, and he's like, I'm definitely not a corner. And so we made that adjustment for the playoffs and moved him to where he was more comfortable. Yeah, you know, I think it's uh, the way he throws, it's hard for him to fake because his delivery is so long. 
So it yeah. makes it really hard for him to be a corner and fake. In 8.5, especially. Yeah. He can get away with it in no sting because he's no a really fast throw, but 8.5, way too yeah. slow, like you're saying. Yeah, so I thought the switch to Vernon over the corner made a big difference for you guys. Um, and I thought he played really well over there as well. So, Yeah, uh, I give him a big shout-out for that shred match. He did exactly what I asked. That's awesome. Matt, do you have anything you want to talk about? Um, yeah, I think just, just getting back into things, um, just playing like strategically again, just being away. I know I like, I just like kind of beat myself up and everything, but towards, towards the end of game three, like kind of what we needed at most, I ended up, I saw, I remember hearing like the clock was ticking down. It was, it was clutch's turn to throw. I ended up throwing like an early counter and then I got out because of that. Cause I ended up getting hit right after. So I think just getting back into the flow of things and, uh, just like game speed versus practice and everything. Um, that hope, you know, hopefully that connection comes back and it'll start to blend again. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they just, they just, they out executed us. So probably, you know, props to clutch mode for, um, you know, taking us out there. Um, it was, it, I guess there was a little bit of a difference with, cause we switched back to best of three once we hit losers bracket, but I mean, either way, it was still, it was still a good match. We also had a wrench thrown in there for the third game. Um, first yeah. game, um, clutch mode one, second game shred one, it was a two V one. And, um, uh, I think Jordan threw, and he was the one who was solo. He threw it, and one of the shred players caught the ball. Dylan didn't see him catch that ball, so Dylan ran over to Jordan. Jordan kind of just stopped playing because he saw that he threw a catch, and then Dylan ran over and threw a ball at him. So Jordan retaliated, threw a ball back, and I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And then that turned into something. So we had to play that. La they both got red carded, and we had to play the last point, 5v5. So uh, I don't know what a difference that made, them not having Dylan – and us not having Jordan, but that is just something I think is notable going into game three. We had to play five on five. Well, I wonder if that would have changed much, but it sounds like you guys are playing pretty well. And Matt, you seem to feel like maybe you guys weren't playing at the height of your guys' ability. So it might not have changed yeah. anything. So. Mm -hmm. so that takes you guys into finals. How did you feel going in against Anarchy? Did you guys have anything you changed up? Anything like anything you're trying to do against Anarchy that? We tried to we tried to do something similar to what we did against Shred, but um, just didn't work. It's just a lot harder to do it against them. I feel like Anarchy's been playing together so long; they have mm -hmm. a lot of experience. They weren't ready to pop off more like Shred was. So, like, if you kind of like set something up or bait something, Anarchy won't react to it like Shred will, and so. Yeah, they're just, I feel like, just on, like, a smartness level, not saying Shred's not smart. They have smart players. I'm just saying Anarchy, they've been there before. They have champions on that team. And when it comes to focusing in for a finals match, they're not going to make silly mistakes or anything. So I think it was just a <laughs> – we, we tried to do, like, a similar thing. Didn't work at all, and Anarchy wasn't about that life. And they were there to execute – they had like a different mentality than anyone really. And I think Joe already said that earlier is that they were, they came in to win. They weren't going to lose. Um, and I didn't expect to beat them. I mean, I, I think we could beat anyone, but I didn't expect to be anarchy. I know the way they were playing and the way they want to play moving forward. I think they're upset that they've kind of lost the last couple of years, not made it as far as maybe they've wanted to. And so I think maybe when Dodgeball starts back up, Anarchy's going to be like on a whole nother level of with their focus i would agree with what you just said about anarchy i feel like if anarchy plays the way they want to they're one of the best teams in the country i've said it on a lot of our podcasts i feel like the only times they lose is when they get out of the way they want to play if the other team can somehow convince them to play a different way 
if they are playing on their front foot and they're holding that front line with Mikey and Billy and Cat and Zaps or whoever their lineup is, and then you have Joe and Casey and, and Armando making catches and Brandon making catches, they are a really hard team to beat. And uh, they showed up and really stomped on most of the teams at this tournament. I know we were just talking about it on the podcast not too long ago about, you know, we ranked the East and, you know, we put Anarchy at one and I think Goat at two and Shred at three. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we put Shred and Anarchy kind of when we talked about their matchups, we put them a little closer than we should have at this exact moment. Anarchy's kind of like in a tier by themselves in the East, I think, right now. Shred has the talent to do it. Um, they just got to get that chemistry before you can put them in that same tier as the Anarchy. So, uh, that I just that's just something I noticed. Maybe it'll change because they haven't been playing together that long. Um, I just think right now, uh, Anarchy is kind of in their own place on the East mm-hmm. Coast. Joe, how did you guys feel going into that matchup? I mean, obviously, we I, I think I think the team as a whole felt confident. I think our biggest hurdle, uh, and not to not to uh, take anything away from clutch mode, but obviously the winners bracket championship game. Uh, was something that uh, was we wanted to uh, dominate and win. And after I think after just winning that, I think we were just in a good a good vibe uh, to play these guys. And you know, by this time, this is I I believe this is Clutch Mode's fifth match. Uh, so they had one game in the winners bracket, and then they went down to losers bracket and played four straight. So this was honestly their their fifth match um, at the end of a, a long dodgeball day for people who you know, um, are still trying to knock some of the rust off, you know, the court rust off of, of themselves and the teams uh, and really kind of get in shape and back into it. So I, I could see a little bit of, um, you know, sluggishness from both teams, really. I mean, we're both walking back to the back line in between games, kind of, you know, just kind of recuperating. So, um, but, you know, walking into this last game, we knew that we just had one more game to go and, um, or one more match to go before, you know, we, uh, achieved our, our short-term goal uh, of that day. So, um, yeah, it, it felt really good going into it. And I think it showed when we when you watch the video of, uh, of that, that game, we just kind of were firing on all cylinders. Um, you know, just a shout-out to, uh, to uh, uh, Billy and, and Mikey because they really put uh, a lot of – I wouldn't say pressure, but, but they made it very uh, clear that our middle people were going to do a lot of the work uh, this tournament and they were going to, you know, protect us like corners should. And so, uh, you know, looking at some of the stats that we took after the game, uh, Billy and, and Casey went through um, all 14 or 15 of our matches and took stats and we had some really good ball distribution. Um, our kill ratio was pretty good. We had 20 catches in 30 games. Um, you know, we averaged 4.8 players left. Uh, in the game for all 30 games. That was our average players um, left at the end of uh, the game. So we had some really good things that we that we, we got out of it. I had mentioned after we beat uh, Clutch Mode uh, 3-0 in that last match, we actually went 28-0. and uh, We won 28 games straight after our loss to Shred. So, um, you know, I think that was something noteworthy that at least, you know, our team was proud of that we we saw it through all the way to the end um, because as Chris had mentioned, you know, in years past, we've had some unfortunate incidents with, you know, whether it's injuries. Um, and so that was one of our focuses this year 
going into it is we have the, the physical and athletic talent to win. Um, and so our big focus was the mental part um, of, of the dodgeball game. And so uh, we had a lot of things uh, that we were working on and, and going through uh, during, the, uh, during this tournament. So hopefully it's, uh, it's uh, something positive to work off of for the next tournament, um, you know, coming up in, uh, in June. So we look forward to that. Yeah, to talk about your physical stuff, uh, I'd like to shout out Brandon Kelly, who at the time mm -hmm. of the tournament, I think was down 70 pounds. Um, and I think he was, you know, I'm sure he's probably down 75 pounds at this point. He looks like a new man. He clearly is feeling better. He's more athletic now. Mikey, who already was a physical freak, clearly has worked on being more flexible, being more agile, and, you know, hopefully those kind of things will help him stay stay out of being injured. Um, I know the last couple of years he's gotten injuries on different plays and different things. So hopefully those things will help for him. And uh, yeah. how did you guys feel with moving Billy over the corner? Do you feel like that, that was the right decision you guys had moved on, like moved forward with? I, mean, I, I think as a really team, fight the, yeah, the I think as a team we knew, we knew that that was the right decision. It was more or less, uh, the adaption period, you know, how long is it going to take the rest of the players to get used to that and to really, from a mental aspect, get in that mind zone that when you're walking up to the center line that uh, to remember you have Billy and Mikey in each corner who uh, is a tremendous threat. Um, it kind of frees you up a little bit and gives you a little more confidence walking into uh, some of our play calls. So it was good. Um, I actually moved from the left side to the right side next to Mikey this tournament, which was a, a quite a change. Um, but, you know, just looking at some of our stats, the, the our throw distribution was was uh, really well-rounded. Um, I think most of us threw anywhere from 13 to 21% of our total throws that we had for the whole tournament. So we spread the ball out pretty good. Um, and uh, so it was kind of more of a feel out and see, okay, well, this is how Billy plays. And so this is how we have to kind of adjust the middle and, and move forward. But I had every confidence in our, in our players because I felt like most of us have been on championship teams before and we've played for a long time. So we've, we've kind of got an archive of tricks up our sleeve that we can all utilize uh, throughout a tournament to, uh, to make adjustments. So I think that was uh, definitely on our side as we worked through um, our new, our new roster. Yeah, I mean, like Chris was saying, I think you guys are probably the the team that knows how you want to play the best and does the best job of continuing to play that way. And I think that was the thing that was clear on in that tournament. You guys had a style you wanted to play, you played it, and no one really forced you out of it, which is, you know, a sign of of good leadership and and quality players. Um, do you guys uh, have anything else you guys want to talk about for 8.5? I guess I just, I guess it's just going to take time, but with that new lineup with Billy in the corner and Mikey in the corner, it's just trying to figure out your point of attack on how you want to approach that. How do you beat that? Mm -hmm. um, and no one's figured it out yet. It'll, that's probably what Shred and Clutch and Goat are going to be trying to figure out for the next few months is, all right, well, they got this new lineup. How do we neutralize it or how do we, what's the best way to approach it? Cause obviously it went 28 and 0. So we didn't figure out a single way to beat it. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's what definitely. we're all going to be working on for the next couple of months, honestly. 
And that um, team is so well balanced in the sense that, you know, they have like three really good end game players with Joe and Brandon and Casey. I mean, I know we got Casey down to when we played them, we were got him down to a two one, and he made a great catch against me. Brought I think Armando back in, and then Armando got out our one player. So they're just a hard team. You know, it's like a hard team to finish off and beat as well. Yeah, on um, that initial when you have um, three balls and they have three balls, it's almost impossible to. Um, to figure out how you're supposed to go first on that. You know, you throw out a player off the ball and it's going to be, you know, Joe, Brandon, and Casey. <laughs> like, all right, I'm throwing at three black holes right now that are going to absorb anything. And then you throw it at any uh, Billy or, or Mikey or the other guy with the ball, whoever has it, and they all block very well. So, I mean, if you don't have the firepower, it's almost impossible unless you just outcatch them, which is damn near impossible. Yeah. I think we saw, um, I don't know, I don't I, – I don't know if I just forgot or if it's gotten stronger, but I just forgot how much how fast Mikey actually throws a dodgeball on 8.5, you know, till I saw it and felt it. I was like, yeah, yep, that's definitely in a tier of its own. That and catch them. They're like in a tier of their own, honestly, in my opinion. Yeah, and the ball comes out of his hand so quickly, too. It's just it, – Yeah, the release is like it... <laughs> 0.1 seconds, and then it's yeah. already at your chest, and your chest is red for the next 20 minutes. Exactly. So uh, let's move on to Nosting. I know that the Nosting tournament sort of got cut a little shorter. There wasn't as much round robin. Um, I think playoffs was seeded like by like Rochambeau essentially or rock, paper, scissors. Um, but Matt, how did you guys feel in 8.5? I mean, in Nosting, I know that Nosting is really a lot of your guys' original love. Yeah, same exact thing. Where Nosting is still like number one for I would say almost everyone on our team, uh, everyone, that's probably our primary ball type of pretty much everybody. Uh, so we, that's, that's where our comfort is the most. Um, I, we ended up, I, I gave Kyle my corner or like I moved him over there. Cause that was, it was in that 8.5 anarchy series when I, in the elimination, when I twisted my ankle. So I just didn't want to have to like run up and down, I guess, as much um, at corner. So I kind of like moved back towards the middle. Uh, but it really, I mean, we didn't, there was, no drop off at all. You know, Kyle handled, Kyle was pretty dominant in no sting. Um, and you know, we just, we just felt, we felt very confident. Um, we usually feel pretty well about, uh, about how we play no sting. And I think I want to say we probably only had about four matches in round Robin. There weren't very many just because of, I think 8.5 ended like at 4 PM and we only had the gym till eight. So we, you know, it was just kind of, we just ran out of time really. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun being able to uh, finally play no sting again against live competition. Chris, how did you guys feel? I mean, we gave it our all in 8.5. I mean, Shredder's basically our championship game, and then we had to play another one against Anarchy. So uh, I guess going into no thing for round robin, at least, we were just trying to get through it. Um, I moved Brian over to corner because he had more gas in the tank. And then my brother was, you know, he's 15, so he doesn't get tired. So we moved him to the other corner and just kind of we're having fun with it, honestly. And who, which female played with you guys? We had Kayla play with us, Kayla Jefferson. Oh, nice. So you're used to playing with her as well. Yeah, exactly. And Matt, who did you guys have play with you? We had uh, Ileana Lopez, or Illy for short. Sure. So used to playing with her as well as Kyle's girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe, who yeah, did she, you guys have? Um, so yeah. Sorry, say that again? Uh, well, she, she's on Kill the Comp. So like with, you know, having Dylan, Quan, Sean, all three of them are on that team. And obviously Kyle plays with it all the time. So it wasn't really a transition or anything to play with her. Mm-hmm. 
And Joe, who did you guys have play with you? What female play with you guys? We had Cassie Weaver um, from Ohio nice. uh, play with us. Yeah, I was happy to see that we got a little co-ed in. It was nice to get the females back out. It was nice to have everyone play together again. Um, it's unfortunate we only had enough females to do one per team, but at least it's a start. I still, I still question how, uh, how we can sort of build the women's game in the East Coast. Um, but it was nice that they were able to do a women's tournament and do a 4v4, um, or maybe it was three on three. But baby steps, I guess, to grow it. Mm -hmm. Joe, how did you feel in, in No Sting? Had you guys sort of gave up after you did 8.5? Well, 8.5 <clears throat> is your guys' love. It is, and um, you know, we we didn't take um, uh, no sting as, as serious as eight point five, but that that's going to change uh, the next tournament. I think, uh, you know, for most of us who have to travel, it's you know, you might as well get in as much dodgeball as you can. And you know, as a team, we just decided that uh, you know we don't get many opportunities to play together. So um, I, you can uh, definitely expect us to pick up our game. Um, uh, in the next tournament, but uh, we had some fun, and uh, unfortunately, I think we lost in the in the semi-finals, something like that. Um, but uh, we had some fun doing it, and it was good just to throw the the no sting ball around a little bit. Chris, where where did you guys lose in no sting, or how far did you guys go in no sting? I honestly don't remember. Maybe like losers semis. Mm -hmm. We lost the GOAT, right? And maybe those losers' quarters, maybe losers' semis. It was one of those against GOAT, though. It was a really close game. Yeah, and then I think GOAT beat Anarchy, right, Joe? Oh, GOAT, yes. Yep. And then GOAT ended up losing to, to you guys in the finals. Okay, right? so those losers. No, we knocked, I think we knocked them into losers' bracket, and then they lost the GOAT. GOAT lost to you guys in the finals, though, right? Yeah. Because those double so, limbs still. Yeah. Um, who did you play in in the turn in the in playoffs, Matt? I think we saw illusion at one point. Um, I think that may have been our first round. Pretty sure we played Bulls after that, and then then it was Anarchy and then Goat, if I remember correctly. Joe, does that sound right to you? You know, I'm not really sure because we didn't film uh, the, the no sting division. Um, and to be honest, I'm not really sure who we played first. I just know that we ended up losing to uh, to go. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure. Uh, what is his name from Ohio? He filmed a bunch of games and posted them on Dodgeball Family for people to watch. Oh, Adam, okay. Pfeiffer. Adam Pfeiffer. Yeah, Adam Pfeiffer was filming some of those games. So I know the GOAT versus Anarchy match was up there. I know the Clutch versus GOAT. He basically followed GOAT for some reason and put, and put a lot of GOAT matchups and then didn't, and then didn't record the finals, um, mm -hmm. which I thought was sort of funny. Um, but I think the finals was pretty quick. So it might maybe he just didn't get over, get over there in quick enough time to record it. Um, did you – Matt, did you feel like you guys were basically unbeatable in, in no sting? 
Um, in a way, we just I don't it's not that we're way more confident. We're pretty confident really with with any ball type, but yeah, I mean no sting is just so it's at this point so natural for us and it's just it's kind of like our home ground or it's our it's our um just that's what we've been playing probably the longest cumulatively. You know, we have Dylan Aquan with the with the UDC experience. They made two final eights, uh, they made the final four the one year in UDC. And then, you know, obviously like Kyle and I, that's kind of what got us into a lead in the first place anyway. It's, I mean, that's really the case for pretty much almost our entire team, but, but yeah, we have, we, we were pretty confident in the, uh, in the nosting division as well. Did you feel like you guys wanted to pay people back after losing or was it just, just, uh, you just played better because of the ball type? Um, well, we, I mean, we definitely made a lot less mistakes because obviously we, we just weren't, we played smarter with nosting and I think it's just, that might come down since it's more natural to us or we're more familiar with it maybe, but, but yeah, I mean, we, we just, we flat out just execute a lot better. You know, the mistakes that we made in elimination against, you know, against taken against anarchy, against clutch, against whoever we played in 8.5. We just, we didn't make those mistakes in no sting. And uh, we just, we execute a lot better. A lot of us, you know, obviously no stings fly a lot faster. And I think that plays into our advantage because we have a lot of uh, arms on our team. So I think that's probably the biggest uh, factor for us. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing about Shred is that it's not even that they always make mistakes in 8.5, but like a lot of times they can just be super strong in, in those things, and it's nothing you could do about it. In 8.5, though, it's definitely more catchable ball, so they're playing against the right team. You don't really fear them throwing at you. You're like, all right, we can catch them or we can block that. Or, But in those things, you don't even – I'm not even confident blocking them all the time. Like, you know, yeah, I you block it most of the time, but I'm not confident that I'm going to – block it and not hit it into a teammate or hit it into myself or something so that's part of it is that they're just so strong and they hit every shot so it's like there's no room for even anything you just gotta try to dodge and hope it doesn't hit you and if it's on you you gotta try to catch it but the chances are you're not so i'd say that's why stretch so good and those things that they all just can fling it at you with no worries joe you have anything to add about no sting <laughs> Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, I think it would be nice if, uh, if we could, um, get a little more no sting time. I think Matt mentioned, I think we only got like three or four, um, matches in. And then for some people, it could have just been three or four matches plus two for the limb. So, you know, they got five matches of no sting in or, or, or less or six matches and, um, you know, it's, it's tough to try and get people to come to a tournament, especially a female who knows that maybe they're only playing five or six matches. So, um, you know, I think uh, a little more hustle in the, in the 8.5 um, might give us a little bit more time in, uh, in no sting. But those balls bounce around a lot too. So they're, you're constantly chasing, you know, those no sting balls around the, around the gym, which is, which is never any fun. It kind of slows down the game uh, inherently. So. Yeah, it's definitely a disadvantage of playing in a in a court that's open and makes everyone sort of feel safe in terms of not being right on top of each other. But those balls definitely fly all over the place. Even in 8.5, I feel like a lot of people, you know, especially in playoffs, it was like you're sort of begging people to go chase after a ball for you. Um, I know there's a couple of times in some of those games where we were just like, yeah, just go, you know, step out of bounds and go grab the ball. Because yeah, without those there's, nets. there's no one there. Mm-hmm. Without those nets that they that they usually bring for like nationals or different events, like it's really hard. Those nets at least stop most of the balls. We're talking mm-hmm. about like a nationals event, but when you're at like some random venue, 
that's like just open courts. The balls are literally going to fly around the whole venue. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like that sort of wraps up everything about those two tournaments. Um, I know the next one is in June. June, June 12th. June 12th? Oh. <laughs> is it 12th? I thought it was nineteenth. Um, yeah, if it's if it's twelve, yeah. it's twelve. Is it is it nineteen though? I thought it was June nineteenth. Yeah, probably the nineteenth. Okay, dang it. I know that you have a, some sort of Mexico trip or something, right, Matt? Yeah. If it, well, if it's the nineteenth, I'm gonna be in Cancun, so I'm not gonna be able to make that. But if I, I don't know. If the yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I could probably. <laughs> Joe, you're so, so. you're gonna come back out. Oh yes, yeah. I'll be out there for the for the rest of the uh, the three tournaments. Awesome, and I know yeah. a couple of people hit me up asking, you know, can teams from other regions come? So hopefully more teams show up, and it'd be nice if we got a little more teams. I know it's harder if you're not if you're not from the East Coast. It's not exactly drivable. Joe, you flew into Philadelphia. Um, no, I flew into um, Baltimore, and then uh, Casey just picked me up, and we drove. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Lancaster, but I flew, I ended up flying home through uh, Harrisburg. Okay. So, which is uh, at, at four o'clock in the morning, it's a, uh, it could be a little bit pricey for the Uber ride. And then Matt, you guys flew into Philly. Yeah, we flew into Philly. Uh, Sean drove, Sean lives in Connecticut. So he drove down to Philly and he just timed it perfectly. Like right when we landed, he was, he was there for us. So he picked up uh, Kyle, Illy, and I, and then we drove to Frankie's house, and Frankie's probably about an hour from uh, from Spooky Nook, and then we just kind of made that drive. Well, if teams from uh, outside the region want to come, I think those are probably the the best places to fly into. Um, mm-hmm. I think all of us would love to see people come. You know, especially as people get more vaccinated, and more vaccinated, I feel like people are going to be more comfortable in, in terms of coming to tournaments, flying, doing all that kind of stuff. Um, so. I know I would be happy to see everybody. Uh, I'm sure you guys would all be happy to see more people come and make it more fun. Um, yeah, I'd love to see teams from other regions uh, fly out for this. That would be perfect. Well, I, I've definitely been doing my part here on the West Coast. I've, I've been reaching out to some of the um, uh, the captains from the from the uh, from the West and the South to see if uh, they'd be interested. Yeah, I think. Especially as summer comes, people are going to start wanting to play more and more. So, you know, Lancaster, Pennsylvania in the summer, it's a beautiful place to be. I think everyone will, you know, it's like top seven destinations, I think, in the country. Mm-hmm. So, so hopefully we'll see everyone there. <laughs> Sounds um, good. Thanks again, guys, for coming on and, and uh, recapping. Do you guys have any shout outs or anything? Chris? Yeah, yeah. Our shout out to Kyle for um for running this thing and getting us together. Chris, I mean uh Matt. Yeah, shout out to Kyle Roth again for organizing this. Um it was it was just a good event. It was awesome to finally be able to play again and everything. I think it I think it went pretty well for the most part. I was gonna shout out Joe as well, because I don't know how many catches he made throughout the day and eight point five while holding a ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That three up, that I saw. That was, <laughs> I agree. Just wanted to throw that out there too. Yeah, I think I Joe. I, 
I think Kyle is the savior of uh, at least all of us on the East Coast. He's the only one who's been able to throw tournaments, and he's keeping old basketball alive on the East Coast. So he's definitely the mm-hmm. the savior over here. Joe, you have anyone any more shout outs? Yeah. Maybe you guys will pick the right, maybe you'll drive to the right just, gym. Just, next yeah, time. I mean, I, I'll, I mean, obviously I'll echo what, what everyone else has said with, with Kyle. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously he's doing this on his free time. So I really do appreciate it. And, you know, if he ever needs any help, I'm always available to, uh, to help him out. So uh, just because I appreciate, uh, you know, all the behind the scenes legwork he he's done just to uh, make this happen. So, um, and then just from a team perspective, I would say, uh, just a quick shout out to Casey because I think he was the only one on our team all day who did not throw, um, who didn't throw a catch. So yeah, but that's because Casey never throws anymore. Casey, yeah, I mean he, he had his fair share. I mean he was right in the mix. No, I'm uh, just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, hopefully Goat will play a little better next time. Hopefully we'll have a little more of our teammates. And uh, I'm excited to see you guys again. It'll be nice. So thanks again. Thanks a lot, guys. See you soon. Uh, See you soon.